Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own roof because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back in the snake pit. And, of course, I am joined by the pop culture icon, the Hall of Famer, master of the DDT. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how you doing, brother? I'm doing fabulous, man. Man, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, as this episode is dropping, you've already uh, completed one leg of the last call tour. You came to Pittsburgh here, my, yeah. my hometown. Uh, and I fabulous, know- man. People Dude. were rocking Dude, you cannot beat Pittsburgh crowds. They love wrestling. But, yeah. but Jake, I have to imagine our listeners are going to be wondering where you're going to be next. What's next on the last call? Tour? Well, May 5th, we're going to be in Saugus, Mass, at Kowloon. Um, on the 6th, it's, it's not a comedy show, but I'm doing a signing at the Zombie Hideout. So drop that's in Springfield, Massachusetts. So drop on by anyway, sign autographs, do some elbow rubbing. Some hugging, take some photos, and have a good time. The seventh, I'm at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. And then on May 13th in Orlando, I'm really looking forward to this in Bonkers. It's going right. to be a kill out show, man. Dude, that's fantastic. And again, guys, I've said it here before. I will say it again. If you have not seen Jake live, you've got to go. You've got to try it. It's unlike any other experience you're going to have at a live uh, comedy event or wrestling event or anything like that. Jake is a is a unique cat, got unique stories, and you guys are going to have a blast. So go out of your way to check out the Last Call Tour. You'll get all the information, all the ticket links, everything on Jake's social media. So follow him there at Jake Snake DDT on Twitter. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for that. However, Jake, we are jumping into a really fun topic today. Uh, it's a short-lived rivalry, but it's something that gets brought up a lot whenever your name gets mentioned. We're talking about your feud with the legendary Ricky Steamboat and the WWF. It happened 37 years ago, around the time wow. that this episode drops. And, dude, I can't wait to get into it. Wow, that's crazy. It's been 37 years, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I met, I met Steamboat in... Uh, mid-atlantic and we, okay. in, fact, in fact we were tag team partners quite a bit there so um for this thing to happen to the wwe man i can't i can't imagine me having the success i did without it yeah i mean you and steamboat you were running these parallel courses in your careers you know you guys started around the same time in the late 70s and then all of a sudden, you guys intersected in the fall of 81. Uh, you were both, yeah. as you said, in Mid-Atlantic. And that was the first time you had ever been around him, you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had you uh, seen or heard about any of his work pre prior? I'd heard, but I'd not seen it, you know. And uh, to see Ricky Steamboat in those days, the way he could move, man, it was just unbelievable. It was like he's, like he's on glass, skating on glass. He was so fucking smooth. And whenever he fired up, I mean, that's that's some, that's the mark of a great baby face. Number one, knowing how to sell, which nobody sells better than Ricky Steamboat to this day. Mm -hmm. Nobody's matched his mark on the art of selling. Two, how much fire do they have when it's time for that comeback? My God, he'd blow the top off of a building whenever he started that comeback. Man, such a such a generational once in a lifetime performer, a guy, a guy that you don't yeah. get to see often. And honestly, I'm trying to think of a close comparison nowadays. I can't really come up with anybody. Not anybody that had it all. 
No, and he did. The body, uh, handsome guy, great yeah. movement. God almighty, he, the, the guy had everything. And to your point, you know, he could sell. Like, he's like Ricky Morton. He could sell, yeah. get sympathy. Just an unbelievable performer. Uh, now, were you programmed as a tag team partner with him right away in Mid-Atlantic? No, no. We just, it was one-offs here and there, whenever they needed it. Now, uh, this was the first time that you're seeing him wrestle live and in person. I mean, is it it, like right away you're like, holy shit, I got to work with this guy? Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, thanks for nothing, guys. (laughs) He got me in there with somebody's going to over the shadow of the shit out of me. Now, we hear all the time what a great human being he was. Uh, It is uh, that Ricky Steamboat is such a great guy. Uh, What were your impressions of him? Absolutely the same gentleman to 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 the nth power, man. Just a classy act. Now, when you guys did start teaming up together, uh, what? how were the matches structured? Are you starting the match out? Is he? It didn't matter. We flip-flopped. We just went out there and had fun, man. It's cool, man. Yeah, we weren't designated to uh, be on the big list. We were designated to be on the second show, uh, the, the second best show of the day uh, in Mid-Atlantic. So they didn't spend a lot of time setting things up or getting us tag team opponents that really matched what we could do. They just threw us in there with anybody and everybody. Now, I, f- I can't remember if you told me this or if I heard it from Ricky or somebody told me that uh, he used to he used to kind of mess with you a little bit when you guys were, were teaming oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He messed with me a little bit. What what kind of shit was he doing? Oh, just fucking with me on the tags and stuff. You know, I'd sucker. I'd, I'd come into the ring trying to stop them from double teaming him. And by the time I got out of the ring, he was over my corner trying to tag me, and then I wouldn't know where to be found, you know. Stuff like that, you know. Then, then as I hop back up on the corner, they drag him away. And I go, fuck. You know, people are like, Jake, you dumbass. You know, oh, fucker. Just amazing. And, you know, speaking of amazing Jake, uh, it's you guys weren't, I mean, you were the snake at this point. He was mm-hmm. not yet the dragon. And mm-hmm. everybody's still kind of trying to find their way in 1981. And our first clip of the week. Uh, so really short but fun promo oh with you God. and Steamboat as tag partners in Mid-Atlantic. Time right now, Jake the Snake Roberts and, of course, Rick Steamboat. Rick, by the way, first of all, welcome back. Thank you very much, Bob. You know, it's a pleasure always to come back to this area and wrestle. Uh, this has sort of been like a home away from home for myself. I, I know the fans have uh, been wondering what I've been doing uh, for the past eight months. I've been making tours over to Japan. I've had three now. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, all it is for myself is a learning experience. You know, very uh, successful, by the way. Let uh, me add that for you. You're going to be modest. Uh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> but um, for me, it's like a learning experience because, as everybody knows, a lot of the martial arts uh, started in the Orient over there, and uh, you got some of the best people over there to train and, and, and work out with, and that's one of my main goals. Uh, I know in the past year or so, I've been slipping just a little bit. So, to pick up on some of that slack because the competition's beginning so tough, I've been. Uh, working out over there and training and uh, had some pretty good tours. i tell you one thing, and I speak for all of the fans, and I know they're delighted to have you Thank back, you. and so are we. Thank and right here at Jake Roberts. Jake, you know, it was a pleasure. He, I've already told him, I just want the fans, but it was a real pleasure to tag up with a gentleman like him, and I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to doing it again. But I'd just like to take this opportunity to tell everybody right now, there's a lot of things happening around here I don't really understand why they're being let go on. But all I can say, if the opportunity knocks, Somebody's going to hit the dirt. All right, Jake. Good luck to you. Jake, the cowboy (laughs) gimmick. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. That was a brief thing. Yeah, how did that whole thing come about? I don't know. Jesus Christ. I was trying to find myself, man. I didn't know what I was yet. (laughs) You know, still trying to find myself. And, uh, yeah, that was fun to look at, man. Thanks a lot, asshole. (laughs) <laughs> 42 years ago that that interview took place and man it's uh it was cool i mean you had this you had the voice down the sam elliott voice but you you captured yeah. the look back then too yeah. the, you mentioned our most recent ask jake anything that you travel with steamboat a lot during this time uh jake yeah. i have to imagine you've got some road stories with the guy oh we had a little fun here and there you know i don't want to go into any of that it's not really uh <laughs> This isn't the right spot for it. 
<laughs> well, one that I had heard you talk about before it had something to do with sweet and low. Is yeah. That, is that yeah. one that you want to recount here? Well, that's what I didn't want to tell, but I guess now that you brought it out. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we went by and picked up a guy named Ron Ritchie. And uh, Ron was a young kid, and he was partying hard, man, in those days. And uh, we picked him up, and, boy, he looked like hell. And evidently he had been up drinking all night and partying and we're headed to uh, Greenville, South Carolina. So he's laying in the back seat moaning and groaning. So we grabbed this bag of sweet and low and we put it on a, a piece of uh, cardboard and lined it up like it was cocaine. <laughs> Said, all right, time for you to wake up. Come here. And we handed it back there real quick. Oh, guys, thanks so much, man. Oh, this is this is great. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. And uh, I said, go ahead, bro. Hit it all. So he did it. And he's like, mm, mm, yeah, that's what I needed. Oh, yeah. Ah. And he sits up and he's ready to go now. He's like, man, that stuff's got a kick to it. Mm, yeah, you don't have any more, do you? No, we can get some. Ricky, pull over here. So Ricky pulls into a McDonald's and <laughs> we ask him for two bags of sweet and low. <laughs> and and Ron Reed's, I knew there was something wrong with that shit. No, I got boogers in my nose, man. I got big, big boogers in my nose. <laughs> so he picked his nose the rest of the way to the town. Oh, dude, just amazing. What a great rib. Uh, harmless, mostly harmless. I don't know. Yeah. Neurotoxins and sweet and low, so who knows? Probably is. We didn't hurt Ron Ritchie, I'll tell you that. Whatever <laughs> became of Ron Ritchie, I've, I've never really I, heard the name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess he wasn't uh, exactly bound for the Hall of Fame. No, he wasn't, man. It's funny. I, 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 met, him, I met him years before that, and he was just – he was a party animal. That's what he was in the business for was the party. And he sure didn't take a, you know, he didn't miss any. And whenever I came to uh, mid Atlantic and he was there, I'm like, wow. And I said, thank you, Ron. He said, what's that? And I said, for, for solidifying my thoughts. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I met you a few years ago. And sometimes when you meet somebody, you think, you know, that guy's going to make it big. And here you are again. He's like, well, thanks, man. I said, yeah, man, because I knew that you'd never fucking make it. No shit. Here you are. <laughs> <laughs> just, just amazing. My God. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's, you know, it's wrestling, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, on, on social media recently, uh, you posted a photo. Uh, looked like you guys were in Japan because you were wearing Tokyo shirts. Uh, mm. It was yourself and RT Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, Randy Tyler, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, around 1979, 80, somewhere mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. I saw that picture and I was like, God almighty, that is a deep cut. I don't know that a lot of people have seen that. Yeah, man. He, uh, he's a hell of a guy, man, and a great friend. He, uh, he helped me through my toughest time in my life at that point. Um, and we'd went to Japan and shortly after getting there, I get an emergency phone call from the States telling me that my wife had had my twins two months premature. Oh, my God. And uh, immediately we started trying to get flights back. But I couldn't get a flight back because an, an emperor of Japan had died shortly before this, and oh. everybody was coming back and forth to pay their respects. So I couldn't even get a flight. Oh, man. And uh, I went so far as going to the embassy to try to get a flight home. And they told me that they'd get me a flight home after one died. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, fuck you, man. Awful, man. Yeah. After but, one dies, we'll get you a flight. But but Randy was there to to help you through all he that. He was there to uh, keep me with keep me from going crazy and keep me from drinking myself to death prematurely. Cause uh boy, I was in a real rough time and this was before cell phones and shit man so it wasn't like i could just pick up a phone and call home it wasn't easy to get a hold of home especially some of the places we were performing at but um 
Yeah, he, he spent a lot of nights, man, uh, letting me cry on his shoulder. No shit. Man, that's awesome. And yeah, it's, you know, a long distance phone call from Japan to the United States back then, probably a small fortune. Oh, it and was a couple hundred bucks. Oh, good Lord. It's a, a cool guy. And it's cool to get <coughs> that, there and that. It's cool to get the story behind that photo now, too. Um, yep. we'll, we'll, sh- we'll share it here on the on the show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, guys, summer's coming. Are you ready to show the world your beach bod? If you're not there yet, don't worry because Manscaped will get you ready in a hurry with their full body grooming and hygiene products. We all know that fat looks better tan, but don't go out there fat and covered in hair. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SNAKEPIT. In all seriousness, guys, nothing improves your confidence like feeling like you look your best. And Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 has got you covered from head to toe. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0 Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Whether it's your chest hair or you're trying to shape up that pubic topiary, it's the best trimmer on the market. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin and to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. You definitely do not want any nicks or snags down there. Am I right, guys? Also in the performance package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Look, guys, I am a swarthy Italian dude, and let me tell you, Manscaped has changed the game. My bathroom floor looks like two Wookiees got into a brawl in there, but by the time it's all said and done, I look and feel like a million bucks, and my wife isn't complaining either. We're not done yet. If you've got tufts of hair growing out of your ears and nose, Manscaped can also help you with their Weed Whacker 2.0. It's quick, it's efficient, and most importantly, it gets you looking clean and fresh. You also get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance Reduce Shaping Manscaped Boxers. Uh, And also, guys, we all go to the beach wearing sandals, so you need to check out Manscaped's Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. They've literally thought of everything, and all of their equipment is top of the line. I cannot recommend this stuff enough. Having the right tools for grooming is essential, so do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Don't wait until a day or two before you're headed to the beach, guys. Act now. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SNAKEPIT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SNAKEPIT, S-N-A-K-E-P-I-T, at manscaped.com. And greet summer looking your very best with some help from Manscaped. Um, all right, back to Ricky Steamboat. Your tag team run with him doesn't last all that long. Uh, the last time that you were a tag team is November 29th, and it's in a losing effort to Ole Anderson and Roddy Piper in Charlotte, North Carolina. A bunch of guys that would be going on to have incredible success, become Hall of Famers and whatnot. Uh, any recollection of working with Piper and Ole? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Why is that? Well, because Roddy wanted to work and Ole wanted to make you miserable. <laughs> So they did both. They worked and they made us miserable. You know, I just discovered Ole uh, about two years ago. I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, but, you know, it's my era was the 90s. And uh, working on, on Arn Anderson's podcast, I became familiar with Ole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this guy's a hell of a promo. But then you start to hear all the things behind the scenes about him. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, maybe he wasn't that easy to get along with all the time. It was real hard to get along with, brother. So, man, awesome worker and a hell of a promo. Just, man, yeah. some of the horror stories you hear. My goodness. Yeah, he was just like his promos. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a shoot. Yeah. Really oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So, well, later in 1983, you and Ricky are on opposing sides when he and Jay Youngblood were the, in Mid-Atlantic, or rather the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions. In one instance, you and Dory Funk Jr. lose the championships on March 28th, mm-hmm. 1983 in Greenville, South Carolina. So, Jake, at this point, you'd partnered with Ricky. I know you also partnered with Youngblood. Now, Dory, yeah. I think uh, you yeah. partnered with Barry Windham. I mean, yeah. a lot of people over the years. Who would you say is your greatest tag team partner? Oh, my gosh. 
It would have to be Ricky, um, although Wyndham's a close second. You guys were just two peas in a pod. Like it yeah, just, it just worked seeing you two together. Yeah, we were physically matched up uh, pretty close. It's, you know, looking at you and Ricky in that promo, too, it's like you guys kind of look like this odd couple. You know, you got this cowboy and like this dude with kind of like a Polynesian type thing yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. Yeah, yeah, it did, man. It's fun. And sometimes the weird pairings work out the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, were you uh, close with Steamboat outside of the ring? I know that he's kind of like the straight and narrow type, and I know that mm-hmm. you were more of like the hangout, go party guy. Well, he was a family man, so he was at home every night, man. So, um, you know, after the road, he didn't go out or anything. Uh, he went home to his wife, as he should, you know. I mean, good for him, dude. It takes a lot of self-restraint, you know. Oh, yeah, it does. It does, especially, man. Especially being a handsome dude in great shape, and he's got money yeah. and fame, and yeah. man, it's good, good on him. Well, Jake, next you're off to Georgia, world class, mid south. Uh, you know, as you're as you're kind of moving around territory to territory, mm-hmm. are you ever lobbying to to bring Steamboat in after having had the opportunity to work with him? Well, I was getting ready to lobby to lobby for him in uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted to bring you in there when I was the booker. Now, like to work with him or just have him in there as like a top baby face? Top baby face. I've heard a lot of people say over the years that Ricky Steamboat expressed a desire to be a heel to them, told them like he really wanted to try it, really wanted to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, do you think that Ricky could have pulled it off? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That Not not yeah. a lot of people share that sentiment. What makes you think that he could have uh, been good at it? Because he's such a student of the game. Mm. You know, Ricky uh, put, put his mind to something. He's going to get it done, man. I think he'd have been a phenomenal heel. Now, uh, are you staying in contact with him a lot? Is he's on to no. JCP and then WWF? No, no, sure, no, not at all. Well, I mean, it's as we discussed earlier, no cell phones. It's kind of hard to stay in, even if you are tight with a guy, it's hard to stay in touch right. with him, you know. Right. So, uh, but I'm sure you're seeing what he's doing on TV and whatnot with the WWF, mm. and it's like, man, it's uh, this guy you, you knew he had it, and now here yeah. he is on the biggest stage. And uh, speaking of the biggest stage, Jake, you arrive in the WWF 1986. And at first they just have you kind of delivering some general heel type promos. Uh, then you defeated George Wells at WrestleMania 2, as we recently discussed. And now you're on to your first big program in the company. I have to imagine that you're just over the moon when you find out you're working with Ricky, right? Oh, my God. I couldn't believe I was going to get Ricky. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's like, you know wishing that you get a new car and then when you get it it's a fucking mercedes or a lamborghini or something you know <laughs> I mean, you were hoping you were hoping for a yugo huh <laughs> uh, man, well, wait I'm, a minute nobody told for a yugo so Never I, was, mind. I was gonna say yugo or like what was that other one like a gremlin those cars that yeah, people gremlin, never wanted. <laughs> yeah. or a pinto oh a pinto those would like blow up if you ran into it the yeah way. right right i don't right. know so well, uh, awesome. The the you know here you guys are. You used to be tag team partners. You love and respect his work, and then bam, mm-hmm. right your first big rivalry, Ricky Steamboat. Now when when they come to you with something like this, mm-hmm. uh, you know you're new to the territory, and traditionally, at least from what I've seen, when they bring somebody into the territory, they they get into their first program and they they go over, they win, beat the yeah. guy, uh, in order to kind of establish themselves in this new territory. Mm-hmm. Would, do you recall if that was sort of like the plan that was laid out to you? No, I was never brought with a plan. Uh, the first thing I heard about it was when we went to uh, Saturday Night Main Event. Oh, okay. So, like, you show up at TV that day, and they're like, you're working with Steamboat. Yeah, you guys are going to do something tonight. And then uh, they laid it out to us, and uh, I said, well, wait, 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 wait. I can't DDT him on the floor. I said, it'll fucking kill him. And uh, they're like, well, that's what we really want. And so they left us for me and Steve Moe to talk. I just kept telling Ricky, Ricky, it can't be done. I'm telling you, it cannot be done. If I do that to you, it's going to fuck you up really bad. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll put my hands down in time. I'll block it. No, Ricky, you won't. You you just don't have time to do it. And uh, he was real adamant, man, about wanting to do it. He he owed a favor to George Scott. Mm the booker at the time under Vince and 
Ricky had gotten his first big break in professional wrestling in Charlotte from George Scott. George okay. Scott's the one that took the chance and gave him an opportunity to become a star. Which uh, in Charlotte, if you're lucky, <laughs> you, you, you have to be extremely lucky to get a break in Charlotte. Believe me, I know I wrestled there for years and never got a break. Mm. They just just didn't do it. Didn't never pull the trigger. Just left me in bedlam right there in the middle of the car doing nothing. You know, and uh, it's very hard to impress people when you're not out there with people that you can impress with. But here I've got Steamboat. I've got Steamboat and an opportunity to, to blow me <laughs> to the top of the pile real quick. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to do it with one move. And that one move is the DDT. But they want to do it on the concrete floor. Oh. There were no pads down anywhere. They want to do it on the concrete floor. And it's just impossible to do on the concrete floor. I know I had tried things before like DDT and somebody on a chair. Right. That doesn't work either. <laughs> by, by the way, ask Terry Taylor. He, he got cut open pretty bad. So uh, you're saying like an open, like folding chair and you right. DDT in the like on the seat? Yeah. On the oh, ring, okay. In the ring. Yeah. I, I got you. Okay. Wow. Does, so you it, got... does not work. It splits your skull. <laughs> what, what is, what is the method like uh, to protect yourself, even in the ring, you know, because uh, we hear that the rings in the WWF back in the day were like rock hard. Well, they're rock hard, but they give, they give a little bit. Okay. You know, and uh, that's the whole thing. It's got to give a little bit. Concrete does not give any. Right. It does not move. It is a very hard surface. And uh, they just kept saying, we, that's what we want. You know, we need to get that done. You guys work it out. That's what, we're, that's what we've got. So it wound up, Ricky, telling me, just do it. I've got it. Don't worry about it. And, man, I did not want to do it. I really, really didn't. And um, we argued up until to, to, to match time. And uh, finally, after we're going to do it, we went out and we did it. And uh, when I tried to get Ricky up, I realized that he was completely out. Because oh. he was like dead weight. And I needed to get him back in the ring. I cannot tell you, I nearly herniated myself trying to get him up. Mm -hmm. He's the heaviest 220, 210 pounds that I've ever picked up. And But I was able to finally get him in the ring, and I rolled him in the ring, and he's just lifeless. I wasn't sure if he was dead, if he was just out, what? And terrifying. Yeah, and there's so much going on at that moment. I don't have time to go over and check his pulse, or you know, you know, it's kind of not a character to go over and check the guy's pulse, or you know, what am I going to do? Start trying to resuscitate him now? <laughs> right. I, I would, but I don't know how. But I'd sure as hell try. I'd give it everything I have. But at that time, they started sending uh, agents into the ring, and uh, to get me off of him. And one of those agents happened to be George Scott. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you watch that film, you'll see me point at Steamboat. And then I pointed him and saying, this is on you. This is your fault. Look at him. I think he's dead. Oh, man. I, I mean, your heart's got to just be pounding out of your oh, chest. Oh, my like God, man. Manslaughter I, I, charge. I wanted to cry. I, didn't, uh, I was just so upset, man. I mean, between. I'm like, upset you know, right now. <laughs> right, right. Just thinking about it. Like between your buddy uh being hurt and like the potential like i could do jail time if if he dies right yeah now. like yeah well i didn't give a shit about the jail time i just no. wanted him to be all right dude terrifying i i've got the clip now i know that oh, uh, uh do you want to see it yeah i'm gonna see it all right we'll play it the dragon steamboat one of the most popular athletes in the world wrestling federation today saying hello off the rope now Ooh, oh what a clothesline he didn't even let him in the ring. He was too interested in waving to the little girls in the crowd to pay attention to business. It's his own fault. Oh, another clothesline down in the concrete. The match has not even started yet. Out underneath the bottom rope, Jake Roberts. He's signaling for that DDT. He's not. Oh, no. Hey, Steamboat, that's using your head. Oh, my goodness. 
I like it. Jake, you just, uh, I'm pausing it here for a sec. You just said something to somebody in the crowd. Are you just like jawing or was Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if there was some producer or somebody there. No, no. Like, this is your fucking fault or whatever. No. Okay, we'll we'll continue. Steamboat, unconscious. He has to be totally out of it. I smell something. Is that pineapple juice? Oh, God, that dead weight. What is that you smell? Steamboat back into the ring. Steamboat totally out of it. Unconscious. After striking his head. Oh, he's not going to go into the... Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, oh yeah, I think Damien's coming out for some air. No. Uh-huh. Not... Oh, he's not going to... Ah, ah, look at that snake. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, God, I can't believe it. Slithering all over Ricky Snake. Look at that head on that snake. That snake's got to be 175 pounds. Oh, he's jamming his mouth. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. I think the dragon is out. I oh, mean, yeah. He is out. Oh, he's tightening. He's going to choke him. He's going to choke the breath right out of him. Uh, I think the word you're searching for is juice. Look at that. Jake Snake with a python all over Ricky Steamboat, who's totally unconscious. Look at that snake slithering in the mouth. Oh, yeah. He's squeezing it. These are, these are the World Wrestling Federation officials. Now, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, look. Roberts now. Using this snake. Hoping this snake is going to bite one of these officials. I hope it does, too. Who's that guy sticking his nose in? That was it. Uh, man, which one of those guys was George Scott? Uh, gray suit. Gray Glasses. Suit. Okay. Next, next to... Uh, uh, Blackjack. Uh, that video is readily available online, guys. So if you've never seen it for whatever reason, uh, you can go ahead and find it. But let me say, I, you know, over the course of my life, I've probably seen it, I don't know, 15 or 20 times maybe. And I still get chills every time you drop him. Yeah. Uh, because, man, just imagining that impact, it's like he is he is out, out. And I saw at one point as you were putting the snake on him, I saw you kind of lean in and you probably check yeah, on him. I'm trying to talk to him, man. And he's just out cold. You've get, yeah. I mean, you've got to be petrified. I was, man, scared to death and trying to finish what I was supposed to do and pretty amped up from the moment. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely a moment with, with high mixed feelings going both ways. Hey, guys, Eric Bischoff here. I just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 weeks quite a while now about all the cool things that are happening over at AdFreeShows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here as Conrad welcomes David Zaudi, the man behind so many iconic video packages WWF fans grew up on, including one that left Vince in tears. You got it. And Conrad, I swear, I walked outside the studio and Vince was sitting down on the concrete floor, crying hysterically, just saying thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I went up to the whole cabin. He says, good job. Can't wait to see it. 15 minutes later in the stairwell, Vince is still sitting down in a different spot now, crying, saying thank you. Thank you. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing... You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, I mean, good on you for kind of staying in the pocket, staying in character. I mean, you you still got got the snake on him and did all that stuff. I know that a lot of that is also stalling for time and you know yeah. uh, trying to get people out there. He goes to the hospital that night. Yes, he did. <laughs> I would have to assume so. Uh, do you go and visit him, or is it like you just have to be on to the next town? No, I was on to the next town, man. And um, uh, there was a lot of swelling, uh, concussed, no doubt, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, his eyes turned black after a few days, I believe. And, um, yeah, it was just pretty bad, man. 
So like you're off to the next town and you're like, I have no idea how he is. Like he's might be okay. Might never yeah, be the same I again. I tried to find out, you know, from different people. And they said he's going to be all right. <laughs> we should. I don't know how. God, sigh of relief. Um, oh, well, you're still doing the company at this point. Are you like backstage afterwards? Like, are you in Vince's face, George's face? Like, what the? I, like, I went to George. Like, I went to George and said something. But um, yeah, I probably came pretty close to losing my job that night from some of the things I was saying. You know. Uh, they probably understood in the heat of the moment. I just said some things and, you know, unless they just like being called a dirty cocksucker. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and if they did, then I made them happy as shit. <laughs> I mean, they would have to understand it following that. Like they, yeah. I mean, I can see the terror on your face uh, as you're, as you're out there. So, I mean, yeah. they have to have known like, man, this guy is afraid he killed his friend. Yeah. I thought it fucked him up really bad, man. And, uh, that's the last thing I'd ever want to do, especially to somebody, well, to anybody. You know, I can't think of one person that I would intentionally do that move to on concrete out of uh, anger. I can't think of anybody. And there's, I've had some people that really screwed me over pretty good, but I, I still don't have that towards them. I just can't. No, no. I mean, it's, I mean, look, it's, you could, you could legitimately kill somebody doing what. Yeah, what absolutely. It, it would kill, you could kill. I mean, I didn't cinch up on it or anything. I was mm -hmm. holding it as loosely as I could, you know, so whenever I've got it held loosely in here, there, there's room for the head to move. It's not like I'm holding on to his head and driving it through the concrete. Right. I loosened up the arm so it could move freely in there. So even doing it that way, it still fucked him up. So I can't imagine how much damage it would do if you actually cinched up tight and then dropped somebody on it. It would kill him, no doubt. And and I mean, logically, you've got to you've got to have a little bit of snugness because when you're falling back, he's got to come with you, right? Uh, and yeah, the timing's got to be me. right. Yeah. So man, he he sure as hell did. Uh, when you talk to Ricky for the first time following this incident, is it more of like an, hey, man, I told you we shouldn't have done it, or are you just, yeah. just apologizing? Well, I was apologizing, too, but, I mean, I told you we couldn't do it. I fucking told you, and uh, he agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I would think he would have to after that, my yeah. God. Well, a lot of people point to this moment, Jake, as a huge turning point, though. If we can take any positive out of this, uh, yeah. a lot of people say that this was it, the moment it, that all of a sudden it's like, okay, Jake is cold-blooded. Jake's a killer. That's what yes. they thought. You know, Jake's a killer, and he catapulted me from, you know, being on the first couple of matches to the main event overnight. And, uh, you know, I can never thank Ricky enough because basically he helped me build my house. <laughs> that that's really it too i mean like you said overnight you are you're established as this really yeah. nasty vicious ruthless heel uh do you think that you could have would have still gotten there regardless of if eventually but there there was nobody i could do that to that would get the same same reactions mm -hmm. you know maybe if i did it to hogan i'd get a reaction but it wouldn't be the same as doing it to ricky because ricky was ricky ricky was that handsome boy that Everybody wanted to be around, and every father wanted him to be the, the son, you know, with his daughter. And they were all about it, you know. They were just one hundred percent behind Ricky because he was such a gentleman and such a good-looking guy, and great shape and great work ethic. He had nothing negative about him. He was the perfect guy at the perfect moment, and so were you, uh, because they really leaned into this thing, uh, you know, despite, you know, it's scary circumstances, but once everybody kind of figures out everybody's fine, the WWF starts leaning into this thing, and so do you, and we've got a great promo that, that not only shows kind of a uh, really cool, vicious side of you, but it also shows the swelling on Ricky Steamboat's head. Let's have a look. Jake the Snake Roberts not even allowing the match to get underway, number one, as you know, no man has ever gotten up from your DDT. And then to administer it to the dragon on the concrete floor, about as, I think, you, low uh, as you have ever uh, stood. You know, I've watched that about 40 times, and every time I see his head go, bang, that concrete, I get a rush. How close were you when it happened? I was right at ring. Did you side. hear it? I heard it. it I'd say awesome. despicable Come from on, my standpoint. Awesome. You were impressed, weren't you? Were you impressed when they brought that stretcher out and carted him off? No, I, I was. I was. 
you know why? Because ever since I came into the WWF, they've given me strictly open hand material type talent. Now, the first time I have a great piece of talent in the ring, it's Ricky Steamboat. Well, Steamboat, you've made a big mistake, my man. You turned your back. You never turn your back on a snake. Because if you keep playing around with snakes, sooner or later you're going to get bit. So I'm telling you this, Steamboat, you're about to make your second mistake in 18. If I was you, I wouldn't even show up. You haven't got any. You know what the dragon is made out of the rematch. Sunday night main. A big one after what took place. Saturday night's main event. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I can imagine how very badly you want one Jake the Snake Roberts. You know something? I've been suffering now for the last two weeks. The swelling on my head is still there as everybody will want everybody to take a look. And Mr. Roberts, you've gone up here and you've told everybody that I've made one mistake and that's stepping into the ring with you on Saturday night's main event. And I will stand before you and say, yes, I may have made that one mistake. And that one mistake was to turn my back on you. That old saying, never turn your back on a snake, lies true. But let me tell you something. You get up here and you tell everybody right here and now that I'm making my second mistake. I'm not making my second mistake stepping in the ring with you. Let me tell you, Mr. Roberts, that you are making your first mistake because I want revenge. I want a piece of you. You try to put me away. You try to put me out. Every single man that you've wrestled in the past has been in the ring, the DDT. No! On the floor with me. It's a mess. The shoe fits where? I don't know about the music at the end, but holy shit. <laughs> those, yeah, those. I was thinking, give me one of those umbrella hats and my drink. You know, uh. <laughs> and the music they had for years, it was like, I want to know if he really loves me. Like by yeah. Paul Abdul or something. Just what the oh, fuck? Oh, my God. But I'll tell you what, even beyond that, and even beyond Ricky Steamboat's head swelling, which is, I, you guys have got to see this promo. It's, a, it's quite a visual. We'll share it on social media. Um, but really what stood out for me, Jake, was like you started out that promo and you were like kind of goofy, silly about the whole thing. And then it was just all of a sudden you turned and you get this this ice cold look in your eyes. And it's like, dude, I have to believe that these are kind of linchpin moments in your career where you're on yeah. national television. Not only do you drop him, but then all of a sudden it's like, hey, this guy is this guy is insane. There's something wrong with this guy. Like it That's was exactly it's, what I was trying to get over. Yeah, it, honestly, it was it it was it's jarring to see you in that promo because you're yeah, you're silly, sure. and then all of a sudden you turn and it's like what the fuck. Yeah. So yeah, awesome stuff, and yeah, it's like I said, linchpin moment in your career, critical. Uh, now you and Steamboat pretty much go immediately on the road with matches in Hartford, Richfield, Ohio, Landover, Maryland, MSG, Los Angeles, Fresno, Sacramento, Denver. You guys are all over the map. Um, did you know right away that this was going to be a feud that lasted the whole summer? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, every, every place we went was sold out. Sold now, out, man. I've, I've heard you mention once that you worked for 90 days straight, and I feel like this, this is it. that period. Yeah, This is it. It's, I, I mean, how are you doing it? Oh, man, there was so much energy in that ring. You could have brought me to the ring in a wheelchair. With that energy, I'd have been able to get up and walk, <laughs> you know, because the, the fans just brought it right up, man. My God. I'd stand in the ring and wait for him, wait, let his music play, and he would come to the ring, man, and it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> you know, the only thing that I can compare it with is busting a nut, you know. It's sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after the match, it's the post-nut clarity where you're like, holy exactly. shit, I'm tired. <laughs> oh my god i'm dead help me give me a cigarette oh. I, I want our listeners to think about this for a second though 90 straight days yeah. of going town to town you've got to travel to the towns you're taking the bumps you're staying out late i have to imagine so yeah. my god just un, unfathomable nowadays who are you riding with at this time jake i don't even remember I hope you were with somebody and not riding by yourself because it's, I mean, you'd lose your I'm fucking sure mind. I, I know my wife came on the road for about two weeks one time whenever it got towards the end when I couldn't, I literally couldn't talk. I really? So, yeah, I was just so beaten down and dumbed out that uh, I, I would get to a hotel and I'd just throw a credit card at them. You know, I'd get to the, get to the ticket counter at the airport and back then they would give you stacks of tickets, you know, two or three inches thick. And you'd go on the road and use one each day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just set them up on the desk and say, there they are. Find one that you like, you know. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
you know, get in a rental car, just throw the car up there. <laughs> I I just can't wrap my head around it. Uh, it's incredible that you guys were, were doing what you're doing back then. Uh, we do get an unforgettable moment as well uh, over the course of this run, Jake. It's June 1986. Steamboat decides that he's going to counter Damien with a creature of his own. It's going to be our oh final clip God. of the week. And look at this. Here comes a devastating. Whoa, wow. The DDT. Brother. And nobody gets up after that one. And a three count. That's for sure nobody's going to get up after that maneuver. I mean, that's the same devastation. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Ricky Steamboat. How's that? Jake the Snake now. Ho, oh, ho. Here comes Jake. Pound to the cannon. Roberts now. Ooh, whip to the buckle. Come on, down. Oh, Jake the Snake. Are we, we're going to find out what's in the back. What's in there? Steamboat. What? What is that? Nice. He's trying to get something out of that bag. What in the world is that? Oh my God! Look at oh this! My oh, oh my! Oh, whoa, baby! Look. Oh brother! Looks like a giant lizard. Is that what it is? Look at that thing! And Jake the Snake is really taking off. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Look at that! That's a monitor. That thing will eat snakes. That's right. Holy smoke. Uh, snakes. Yep. Uh, Komodo dragon or monitor yep. or whatever that thing was. Monitor lizard, man. What did you think flesh of eaters. They're flesh they, eaters. Yes. They eat meat. <laughs> They'll take a bite out of you, brother, that you won't forget. He, he was... They say that their saliva is one of the most dangerous toxins on the planet. Why wasn't his mouth like banded or something? It was just... He was just out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It got Dude. your attention. Dude. And that wow. thing had some nasty ass claws too. Oh my God. How did uh, how did Ricky feel about having this big nasty lizard with him? He dealt with it. You have to ask him. I don't know. My God. Uh I mean, you guys have got animals backstage now. <laughs> I mean, like, what yeah. is what is it like being around the boys and having like some creatures? Like that? Well, they put up with it, man, because we were filling up the houses, that's for sure. Well, Jake, we're almost at the finish line. The feud continu continues all summer, uh, including the big event from CNE Stadium in Toronto. I believe that there was yeah. more than 70,000 people yeah, there. Yeah, it sure was. Which sure is was. insane. Uh, and the feud culminates where it all began. This time, Saturday night's main event is in Richfield Coliseum, where Ricky pins you in a snake pit match and brings out the Komodo dragon creature again. Uh, did you ever fathom when you were given the name the snake that it would lead to something like a snake versus God, dragon? No, with Fuck actual no. reptiles. Are you serious? Not even in my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fuck. like coming coming from the territories and whatnot, and the old school upbringing that you had, then all of a sudden it's like a circus atmosphere. You got well, like, it was, man. Happened? But you know what? When you got seventy thousand people in front of you, you don't feel too bad. I, I would say that you could probably get past it with that crowd yeah. reaction. Yeah, you sure can, man. Sure right. can. A couple fan questions, then we'll get out of here. Uh, we've got RCS88 who asks, how long did it take for Ricky to regain consciousness after that? I know you were on to the next town, but it, like, what did you hear about it? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'd just be guessing if I said anything. No, it's I, I appreciate the honesty. How would you even know that? Because you're getting in a car uh -huh. and leaving, so it's like... No. Uh, I would have to imagine he regained consciousness probably on the way to the hospital, but man, it's terrifying. Uh, next up, Instagram wrestling historian asks, was anybody scared of taking the DDT uh, following this? Was anybody weird about it? No, not as long as it was in the ring. Yeah. I mean, you would establish a track record by this point of not killing somebody every time you dropped him with one. It was just these right. agents, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh Yambag Jones, final question. Did you have heat with anybody backstage after this, or did everybody know that you warned Ricky against it? No, I didn't have any heat with anybody. Not that I know of. Well, that's good. You know, I know that you know back in the day it used to be if you hurt somebody out in the ring or whatever, oh, yeah. some yeah. of the guys would be weird with you afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah absolutely. Absolutely. No, everybody uh was right there for me, man. I can't say anything. 
Well, I'm glad to hear it. And Jake, I'm glad that we got to revisit this. You know, it's really fun to look back at some of these iconic memories with you. And there's still so much left to tell here on the Snake Pit. Next week, we're uh, we're letting our listeners dictate the stories because we're running it back with another fan favorite. It's Ask Jake Anything again. Uh, so get your questions in on Twitter at Snake Pit Pod and interact with the Hall of Famer Jake the Snake himself. Also, you can team up with the one and only Jake the Snake Roberts when you go to advertisewithsnake.com. If you want to capture that 25 to 54 male demographic, this is the place to do it. Jake will put over your product or service to the to the exact audience you're targeting. And if you need evidence that it works, just listen to our show. We are constantly doing the same advertisers, and that's because they renew with us because what we do works. Head to advertisewithsnake.com and team up with the Hall of Famer. Go out of your way to get a cameo from Jake at cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. Here's a recent review from Reed on Cameo. Jake, you should raise your price. Your mic skills are still perfection, and you really get it regarding what we want from Cameo. You've risen to the top among your elite group of peers once again. Thank you sincerely. So that's from Reed, who you did one for, Jake. And man it's he's not an exception everybody who leaves a review says something very similar to that and there's a reason it's because you put a lot of effort into these right jake yeah i do i enjoy enjoy doing them man are you kidding uh i enjoy doing them for the fan no matter if if i'm being sent to give somebody birthday wishes or or anniversary anniversary wishes or whatever or breaking up with their girlfriend or quitting their job i've had one where i quit the guy's job for him that was probably one of my favorites just amazing is that like yeah. telling like hey bud stuff this job up your yeah, head dude this job <laughs> you got it sucks you know why it sucks because you suck <laughs> yeah it was it was fucking fun dude just incredible and incredible reviews over there you don't have to believe me guys go check it out it's cameo.com forward slash jake snake uh we've got awesome vintage style merch available at boxofgimmicks.com and we're constantly adding new stuff so please go out of your way to check that out again it's tailor-made for fans of the 80s and 90s so just go look you don't stand to lose anything by looking and i would be willing to bet that you're going to find something you like over there Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show highlights and some exclusive content. We we are doing giveaways. We got another one coming up here and all you've got to do is subscribe, hit the notifications bell and bam, you're eligible. You'll get something signed by Jake sent to your house and you've got an awesome free collectible added to your collection. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, give us a five-star review on all platforms. And just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our <coughs> early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com starting at just $9. That's less than 15 cents an episode each month. And Jake and I are always doing bonus stuff. So last month we did uh, the Wrestling Summit from April 1990. As this drops, it's going to be May, and we've got another one coming. So keep your eyes peeled over there. Head to adfreeshows.com and become a member. You're not going to regret it. Catch Jake on Twitter at Jake Snake DDT, on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT, and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on all platforms at Snake Pit Pod. Jake, what a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for talking about Ricky Steamboat with me today. No problem, brother. Really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. And we're going to enjoy it when we see you guys next week right here on the Snake Pit. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now, and you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day, and it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no, we say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent and start the path towards owning your own home today at savewithconrad.com.